Hello, everybody. This is Glenn, and welcome to my podcast, The Glenn Thanks Up Podcast. New episode coming at you in Technicolor, baby. How you doing? How has your week been? Mine's been all right. Since last I talked to you, mine's been all right. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad that it's like the weekend. By the time you're hearing this podcast, it will probably be Monday. So you're like, why? Yeah, it's not. It's kind of like when you hear about something really good in your life when you're in a crappy time. You know what I mean? Like a Monday is like a bad time in your life. And it's like someone coming out, like when someone dies that you know, you know, maybe in your family or that you know and you're all bummed out. It's like it's like a friend coming to you and being like, you remember that really awesome time that we had that one time? You know, I guess that's not the most appropriate thing to, uh, to say, you know, or it's not the most appropriate thing to say. You know, so maybe I shouldn't rub in your face, you know, what a great time I'm having right now. But just know if it's of any consolation to you that like I am actually right now on Monday too. you know, so we're all in it together. But uh, but anyway, speaking of someone being dead, you know, what a great way to start a pot. Glenn, you have such a good way. You know, to start your podcast, you always know how to start your podcast. You know, just death. Let's let's get it out the way up front. The North Korean dictator Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong is it Kim Jong or Kim Jun? Kim Jong Un. Uh, was rumored to be on his deathbed. Right, he was rumored to be on his deathbed or in a coma. Um, this past week and they were like well they're gonna transition like they're transitioning to put his sister in power and see this guy has pulled a stunt a couple times you know it's like he's an attention he wants attention you know and and he's pulled a stunt a couple times and you know later to come out and like oh you know nothing's wrong with me all along and uh or nothing was wrong with me all along and then like you know so this past week that was the rumor going around and you know several experts were like i think that he's dead and several people were like well i think he's in a coma and i mean what we get now from all news networks is called green screen news is what i pretty much have come to the conclusion that it is i was talking to somebody last night and that's what it is you know how i was talking about how you know, because a lot of people are into all the superhero movies. Like, I love superhero movies like the Avengers and all the Marvel movies. And I'm just not into a lot of that, man. Because a lot of it is green screen, right? And, and you know, you remember the beautiful sets that they used to build and all the stuff. You know, like the attention to detail that you would see. And, like, The Godfather or, like... uh what was a movie I was reading about the set? Like Gangs of New York? I think that that was one of the last... Uh, not the last sets that was built, but the last set for that director. And a, that was that complex. Maybe if anybody's listening to those like, podcasts that's a movie expert, they'd be like, man, just stick to your little jokey joke podcast. Don't try to dibble-dabble in movie and the arts. But, I mean, I, I, it seems like all these Marvel movies and all these superhero movies, there's a lot of green screen stuff. And me, like, watching it, like, you already know a movie. You know they're already make, 
you know, make believe. But then when you watch it and you're like, yeah, I know that they're just in front of a green screen right now. That that kind of takes the magic out of it. You know what I mean? That's kind of like, well, that now ain't nothing real. I might as well be watching like a cartoon, man. And uh, not that there's anything wrong with cartoons. Some cartoons are good, but I don't watch a lot of cartoons. Like I watch The Simpsons every once in a while. And, like, Clarence is good, Courage the Cowardly Dog, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Unless my kids make me watch Spongebob. But, uh, but anyway, the news. To, I said all that to say all this. The news is kind of like green screen, right, is how I feel. It's like we will create, we will create, like, a, a narrative on both sides. Like, we'll create a narrative um, to get you to think in the direction that we want you to think in, right? And I think that I really kind of have have started to see through a bunch of the BS, you know, because I kind I kind of my personal belief is that is that uh that a lot of us like are are we really don't want to hate each other, right? We're just being told by the news network like they show us all this stuff constantly and they're like you need to be the judge, jury, and executioner for everything that you see. And we're going to tell you what side you need to come down on. We're going to tell you what to think, what to believe, what's going on. And a lot of it is misleading, right? A lot of it is misleading. And I would just rather unplug and just talk to people. You know what I'm saying? That's why I would rather do it. I would just rather talk to the people and uh and have a conversation and and just love people regardless of what they think right or how they vote man like it doesn't matter to me like people are people and somewhere along the way we lost sight of that i got way sidetracked man i was talking about kim jong-un and i was like what it comes down to is people is people and you just need to be good to them but uh but anyway, like I don't my sources when it comes to this particular subject, a particular subject in South Carolina. Like I have no sources to tell me if this fat guy from North Korea is like really dead or not yet, right? Like I don't know if this guy's dead. I don't know what's up with him. And uh, and the news is like, well, he might be dead, but he might not be. Like, where are you even report? Why are you even reporting that to me for? Like, if if you if you don't know for sure, like, if you don't know for sure, there's a rumor going around. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could be this, or it could be the opposite of this. You know? Like, that's kind of like saying you might run out of water tomorrow, or you might have all the water that you need to have for the rest of your life and never have to worry about it. Yeah, that's not news. You know what I mean? It's like weather. You know, it's, it's about as accurate as weather. Well, it might rain tomorrow, but it might not. But anyway, so North Korea, it says that, it says that I, I looked it up right before I did the podcast today. Cause I was like, is fatty dead yet or not? You know, and I've got to talk about him on my podcast. Let me read all these, these, these news. I'm, I'm doing the parentheses with my finger, like of news stories. Like, let's see what they're saying now, you know? And uh, he still is reported to might be dead. And uh, now they're saying that North Korea released pictures of him. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? They're like, no, look, he's alive. We have pictures of him, right? And so, like, if he's alive, why not just come out and say you're alive, dude? Quit being a freak. Or maybe he's dead and they're panicking behind closed doors. But his sister was said to be their, like, transition of the power to her. But uh, anyway, I thought that I would start the podcast off today talking about it because uh, I made fun of him last week. Because uh, they have a food shortage over there. And he was like telling people that they need to turn their dogs in so they could start serving their dogs in restaurants, right? That, that, that they had a food shortage. And, uh, and dude wanted people to give up their pets, like pet dogs, to be eating his food. So what I figured that I would do, you know, out of because I'm a good guy. If you listen to this podcast, I'm a little rough around the edges sometimes. I can get weird. It can get weird. It can get weird. I'll admit it when I'm talking where my mind will go. But it's all in good fun. And uh, I wanted to offer my services to the people of North Korea. I wanted to offer my services to them uh, to be like an evil dictator. Like an interim evil dictator. Like, And it would be like, uh, what do they call it, for free? Pro bono? It would be like pro bono uh evil dictator work for me right what's pro bono mean that just means free right let me look it up pro bono meaning all right there we go pro bono meaning means denoting work undertaking without charge especially legal work for a client with low income uh well is that just used for lawyers i wonder like pro bono lawyers i don't know i don't even know man don't even matter i should just say i should just say i'll do it for free i'll be an evil interim i'll be an interim evil dictator for free so to all the people i know that uh i know that there's probably not a lot of people in north korea listening to this podcast because like the the internet and stuff like that is probably tightly regulated there. But, I mean, if somebody downloaded this onto their device and, like, hit it and secretly, and they're like, they go back to North Korea and they're like, you've got to hear this. You know, I know, stop, stop crying. I know that we had to, like, give up our puppy, you know, to the Golden Corral, you know. But, you know, this guy is, is funny and there's a chance there's a chance that he might be our interim like uh evil dictator for a while and i think they would be all right he seems like he's all right okay so 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 with without further ado uh this is my speech to the north korean people and this is just coming from my heart i haven't i haven't um i haven't written this speech i'm just talking to you the people of north korea from my heart. So here we go. Hello, people of North Korea. My name is Glenn. 안녕하세요, 북한 사람들. 제 이름은 글렌입니다. I come to you today. 나는 오늘 당신에게 옵니다. I know stuff isn't really going good over there right now. As your fat guy, 
is dying. I would like to offer to come over there and hang out in his spot until you find a permanent replacement for the fat guy. 나는 당신이 연구 교체품을 찾을 때까지 거기에 와서 그의 자리에서 어울리겠다고 제안하고 싶습니다. I promise not to take your dog and give it to the Golden Corral or the McDonald's or the Wendy's. 나는 당신의 개를 골든 코랄이나 맥도날드에 주지 않을 것을 약속합니다. I will bring more food with me to where you are. I will bring American food that is tasty and delicious. I promise to be a compassionate and fair leader. If you do not listen to my podcast, though, I might chop your head off. Other than that, I think we will be cool. But I have a pretty good podcast today. And I hope that you all enjoy it. So the Golden State Killer got sentenced. For those of you, I know that a lot, but I know that like 90% of the people that listen to podcasts are like true crime, right? And uh, and I love knowing about people who kill people, like psychopaths and crazy people. But like, so that crazy dude, you know, and that's like a really public, that's been a really public, uh, public deal because this guy got away with it so long and he kind of wreaked havoc in the 70s and 80s and then just disappeared and then uh, i think they caught him through like dna his dna and uh and i was thinking about when i saw him i think he got sentenced to life without parole uh which is great you know which is great and not to make light of something terrible such a terrible and horrible piece of human garbage right but i was thinking about this week i was thinking about his um like the detective that worked that case, you know, and I don't think that it was probably like, I think that because of resources, 
um, that it probably wasn't like a whole team of people that kept look looking for him for the last like uh, 40 years. 50 40 and or 50 years i'm sure it wasn't the same kind of people i think that was like probably a guy you know i don't know how this kind of thing works but i was thinking that like just in my head what made sense to me was this like this guy came into the office today like agent clark or detective clark you know came into the office every day and he was like the guy that was assigned to the golden state killer and uh he would just come in every day and they would do their little morning you know their morning meeting you know i guess that they did like a morning meeting like uh did you catch anybody yesterday and like i he was like nope still nothing i come in and google some stuff you know like has anybody seen the golden state killer lately and he's like still nothing still nothing still nothing turning up in the google results and uh and they're probably like that's cool you know detective clark but you know you go ahead and look for bigfoot too you know and he's like this cushy he has this cushy job and he's like uh he's like every day he just goes in he probably that he probably had like a routine you know you know you know that there's like detectives that are like you know there's ones that are like this is my life's calling man i love it so much i love catching people in the chase and you know but then you know the ones that are like i'm just trying to ride it out you know and they drink their coffee and they have their whole like every day is the same and then like uh and then when they get a tip they're like oh man <laughs> you know that's probably Glenn. That's does that absolutely not the way that it is. I'm sure that they have case loads and they're working on like they have the whole stack of files like on their desk, you know, and they're working on a bunch of things at once. Not just like, but in my head, I was like a cold case. You know, if I was a detective and I was like 50, I would be like, man, just give me all the cold cases. Give me all the cold cases. And I will work on them and uh and never catch nobody. But you know it's good that they caught that dude. He was an he was a what a nasty person, man. But uh he got what he needed or what he deserved. Uh what else is going on? What else is going on this week? Oh, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Kevin. Kevin from Home Alone turned forty years old this week. That was like hard for me to kind of process, right? I mean, I know that I'm getting older, but I really don't like, see, here's the thing. My body is getting older. Like I feel my body be like, man, that hurts. That's never felt like that before. And I mean, I feel my body getting older, but in my head, I don't really age. And it's kind of weird. It's kind of like I see people, I see other grownups and I'm like, well, you know, they're, I'm not talking about like, I definitely, definitely, definitely do a lot more or a lot less stupid things than I used to. Like my judgment has gotten better and I try, I think that I use more logic in the way that I in the way that I live my life now, I think that I use more logic and I'm not like, oh, my feelings. I feel like doing this, so I will do it. I think that I'm more like, this is the logical thing to do for me, so I'm going to do it. So I think that my judgment's gotten better, but as far as the maturity level, 
I still feel like a kid. And so it was hard for me to process that Macaulay Culkin, because he's around my age, he's a little bit older than me, about a year older than me, a year and a couple months or a year and a month. And so it's like, it's like, it was just weird, man, because that doesn't seem like the kid from Home Alone should be 40. Right. But I mean, when I read it, I started thinking about Home Alone. I started thinking about Christmas. I think Christmas, man, I really think that Christmas will help. Right. I think that the holidays coming up, I think that that's kind of a good thing. Hopefully in 2020, you know, on Christmas Day, the world burned down. Man, I hope not. I hope that we can all kind of come together during the holidays. You know, even if everybody, everybody doesn't. Everybody doesn't celebrate Christmas, but the spirit of Christmas is good. And I don't know, the spirit of Kwanzaa, the spirit of Hanukkah. Like there's something there's something about it. Like even if I don't if like there's like Jew people like Jew people, like the Jews, and they're like they're like, you know, Hanukkah is here and we're happy about that and I'm around them, I'm gonna be like, Yay, you know, I don't celebrate that. But I'm happy that you're happy. Yeah. And it's kind of like goodwill. People have more goodwill toward other people, I think. You know? People are like dropping money in the little bell ringer bucket. And they're like, Glenn, you know, just a date on a calendar cannot cure the problems that we have in society today. Man, I'm not saying that. But a little Christmas, a little holiday spirit, never hurt anybody. The smells, the, the music, the 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 hustle and the bustle i guess you don't need to be shopping this year a whole lot out in public i guess maybe do a little more amazon stuff but i mean just like eat a little piece of pie and kiss somebody on the mouth you know what i'm saying but uh anyway smell some cinnamon uh i don't know man i'm just talking but i'm looking for i love christmas man i'm looking for i hope it's good every once in a while when i'm feeling blue i listen to i have downloaded a little bing crosby man and i listen to that on on my cellular device but uh anyway what else is going on I was going to tie that into something somehow i don't know to transition because i never i don't transition very good and so, like, sometimes before a podcast, I'll look at a list and be like, I can say this, and it will be a witty, and I'll be like, ha-ha, and then I'll transition into something else, but man, then I'm like, man, nah. What else I got? Am I actually watching the Yankees game right now? It's on mute. I'm watching the Yankees game, and I'm sick and disgusted, man. I'm so, dude, I can't even tell you how... This is a reason my week has been not the reason my week has been terrible. Uh, not my week hasn't been terrible, but I mean, I've been really like I watched a doubleheader, uh, with the Yankees, um, in Atlanta. They played the Braves this week, and they kind of got thrown off because I think a player and a coach for the Mets they were supposed to do the Subway Series in New York. And a player and a coach for the Mets came down or had a positive COVID test. And so they postponed that and they went down to Atlanta and everybody was kind of thrown off schedule. And then the the, the Atlanta Braves beat the Braves off of the Yankees. And I was like, I got, I watched both those games 
And I was by the end of it, dude, I was just over it, man. I was over it because Aaron Judge has been on the injured list, and he came back in the second game, played a few innings, and then went back. Like, got hurt. They took him out of the game. He got hurt, and they put him back on the I.L., right? And and so I was thinking about that, and I was, like, getting angry about that earlier this week because I was like, why, wh- how come all of these guys are constantly getting hurt? And it's not it's not anything serious. You know, like, I dislocated a hip. I, I broke my, you know, I broke my femur. I, I broke my arm. You know, I busted all my teeth out. It's nothing crazy. I had, you know, a concussion, and they want me to chill out for a minute. It's nothing like that. It's like, oh, I had tightness in my calf. And they put them on the IL for eight weeks. Eight weeks, right? And I was like, these guys are are, are pansies. Like, they they just are. And because I was thinking about, like, the NHL, like the NHL and the NFL. Like if the Yankees put up a line, right, in the NFL and did one play in the National Football League, every one of them would go onto the injured list. Every one of them would be like, oh, I hurt. I hurt. He hit me. And they would all get put onto the injured. And like every time, like I have a calf strain. And then they'll be like, well, we gave him an we gave him we gave him a Aaron Judge an MRI and we're awaiting the results. Let me tell you something about when I was little. Cal Ripken Jr. Cal Ripken Jr. played 2632 games consecutively. Consecutive games. Cal Ripken Jr. played 2,632 games, and he beat Lou Gehrig's record. That was like a record for like 50 years. I think he beat it by about 500, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I want to say he beat it by like a ridiculous amount. And it was like a long-standing, like 52-year maybe, 50-year, 52-year long record that Lou Gehrig had. Cal Ripken. 2,632 games. You can't tell me that he always felt fantastic. You can't even tell. You can't tell me that he came out there every day and he was like, I feel great. I don't have any aches or pains. Like when normal people have aches and pains, man, we got to get up and go to work. We got to still be living life. You know, we don't just lay back and they'd be like, well, what about you've got to think, Glenn? Glenn, you've got to think about their career. You know, they're they're an investment for their team. What about your career, man? You, we, you get into the Hall of Fame for spending your life, for spending your career sitting on the bench hurt. Well, that guy holds the record for being hurt the most a whole lot. Right? These are the current, let me tell you, the current injuries that we have, right? Um... Man, it makes me sick to look at. Urshela is out for an elbow, right? Uh, Judge is out for a calf strain. Torres is out for hamstring. And then, you know, the list keeps going. You got hamstring, forearm, hamstring. You know, I understand there's two pitchers out right now for, um, for like, elbow. 
that's like understandable. If your only job is to pitch, and I mean, sometimes these guys have to have surgery. You're throwing all these pitches from like between 80 to 100 miles an hour. Like that, I get. You can't, I mean, you can't push an arm, you know, that's broke. But the rest of these guys, a lot of times they're just standing around. They're just standing around. The majority of the time, they're standing around in their position. Some of them are designated hitters, right? And some injuries are understandable. Like DJ LeMahieu is, is, might come back this weekend. I saw him when he got injured. He tried to play it off. He swung the bat. I talked about it on a podcast. He let go of it funny, and it bent his thumb way back. I get that. I saw that happen, and he played to be a, he tried to play it off. Right. They came out to him. He was just like, I'm good. You know, they probably made him be on the aisle. But as for the rest of these guys, like, I'm disgusted, man. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired of, of like, I mean, what, what about the NFL? What about, like, I just don't get it, man. I don't need to talk about it no more. You know, I don't need to rant about it. I don't need to complain about it because there's nothing that I can do about it. This is just my sport, and this is what I watch. And to see my team on a seven and a seven-game losing streak against teams that suck, you know what I mean? It's like it's like what's the good? What's the good of all this murderers row lineup that the that the New York Yankees have? Like we have a murderers lineup. What good is it? If you're like, oh, he is so dainty. He hurt his, he has calf tightness. Come on, man. Give me a break. But anyway, so uh, I could actually, I could actually do a pretty good transition here. Uh, like, because I just, <laughs> I just said they're complaining. I said they're complaining to y'all. Uh, about something so you know something that i wanted to uh, i was thinking about people that complain this week and i I, um i was thinking about like people that go onto their phones and review like they review restaurants and they review things like to me that seems like a lot of work like if i like something if I go, say i go to a restaurant i'm like that was man that was fantastic i really enjoyed my dining experience at this restaurant you know nine times out of ten what i'll do is i'll it's like word of mouth like word of mouth i'll, I'll tell my friends i'll tell people you know i'll tell my friends and associates i'll tell them like you know this restaurant is really good you should check it out like i really like or if i hear someone talking about a certain kind of food you know, I really like the certain kind of food where I had a bad experience here. I'll be like, man, next time you need to go to, you know, blankety, blankety, blank. Not that I'm just like saying a bunch of curse words. But I mean, like, uh, you need to check out this restaurant. Or if something's bad, I'll be like, man, just don't even mess with that. You know what I mean? But some people take it upon themselves. Like they're so glued to their device. Like their device. Let me tell you this. Before I go, before, before, let me just tell you this. Before I launch into this whole thing, like I got kind of freaked out with my phone this week because a lot of times what happens is, uh, is when I leave in the morning, when I'm like going to work, I'll get in my car. And once I start driving at a certain time, It'll pop up on my phone, 
you know, however many minutes, you have 25 minutes to work or whatever, 23, 25, whatever it is, 25, traffic is, you know, light or whatever. And so um, that's like a normal occurrence in my life. Sometimes I'll stop, there's this little gas station, and I'll stop there some mornings, and um, I'll like get a pack of gum because I don't smoke anymore, and I don't do anything funny. When you're young, man, you can just smoke, and you can do whatever you want, and you're like, no physical consequences. But you know, as you get older, you got to like think about that stuff. It's like you don't, it's not, it's not even on your, I was thinking about, I was thinking about how much different my life is, you know, because I think I was thinking about a cigarette. I was like, man, I would just eaten a big dinner. I was like a cigarette would like hit the spot. And I haven't smoked. I haven't smoked a cigarette in how many years has it been, man? It's been like, geez, when did I quit? Maybe four and a half years ago. Like, I haven't smoked a cigarette in forever. And uh, and so I was thinking about it would be nice to have a cigarette and, like, be young and not have, like, just not when you don't worry about anything. You know, not that the not that the threat isn't real, you know. But it would be, it was like back then you're just like, it does, you just didn't care, you know. But now you got to be responsible. I think that's part of being a good parent, though. You know, you want to take care of yourself. You can't just be like, I'm going to kill myself. It don't even matter. You got to, uh, I need to work on, like, eating less candy and stuff, though. But anyway, I tell you all that. To t- that's, this, 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 this podcast should be, like, called Rabbit Hole, you know? Because it's just like, there's probably some people that talking to me, talking to me, it would bother them because they're just like, get to the point, man, get to the point. But I think that that's what's wrong with a lot of people in the world is that they just constantly get to the point all the time. And there's a point to everything. Sometimes there's not a point. Sometimes it's just fun to go down the path that you don't know where it leads, you know, maybe not in like certain areas of your life. You know what I mean? throw caution to the wind that's not what i'm saying but conversationally it's kind of fun sometimes yeah but uh i stop so i stop at this <laughs> i stop at this gas station some mornings and i'll grab a pack of gum you know and it's not i'm not on any kind of schedule it might be once a week you know that i'll stop there and i'll get a pack of gum and then sometimes i'll get a danish right but it's random. It's random to like if I run out of gum, if I run out of gum, I'll I'll just stop there on the day that I run out of gum. Might be a Monday, might be a Tuesday, all the way through Friday. You never know what day I'm gonna stop. So every day, my my phone will say you have this, and it's right up the street from my work. You have this long to get to your work, right? Well, Friday morning I woke up, and the first thing that I thought was, man, I'm kind of hungry. Like, I ate an early supper last night. I would like to stop and get, like, a bear claw, like a Danish, like a bear claw Danish. Um, Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Man, you are so healthy. Pretty much you just eat kale all the time. But, uh, But I just thought that, right? That was just in my head. And so I made my cup of coffee, and I was headed out the door to work. 
and I looked down at my phone and it said like 20 minutes to this gas station, right? And it had never done that before. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was like, this is just, this is getting crazy, man. That, uh, that it knows that I was headed there. And you're like, that's just a coincidence. And like, if like, I, I should have drove, driven I should have not gone there and just gone without my gum and gone without my Danish, right? But I wanted it, so I still went. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just thought that was weird and never happened before. I really didn't care for it. But anyway, a lot of people go on to like the internet and they they leave reviews for restaurants, like good ones. I get like if you get good service. Like, leave a good review. And so I was thinking today, I want, or I was thinking this week, I want to look up and talk about on my podcast people that go out of their way to leave bad reviews. And at first I was like, you know, I'm going to look all over the country at all these establishments and read what people have to say. But um, I decided what I would do is I would look up restaurants that were just close to me, that were just around me. And I would read, I would read, um, like read the bad reviews because like, it's just funny. It's just funny to me that people like, if something sucks, I don't want to spend any more time. You know, if it was a bad experience, I don't, my mind doesn't even work like that, man. Like I'm going to go on Yelp or Google reviews and leave something nasty. Like it doesn't even, that doesn't even occur to me. It's not even on my radar. I I know it's not just the younger generation too. I don't know if it's just people that live on their phones or what, but I've got some bad reviews to read. Um, So here goes the first one. Uh, I think this this is a fast food establishment, and this is what the person, this is what Lucas, I won't give their last name, but this is what Lucas wrote. Went by and got a ham platter for breakfast. The ham on my plate was not enough to put on a biscuit. Tried to call and no one picked up the phone. I might not go back. And might is spelled like M-I-N-G-H-T. I might night not go back so lucas got he didn't get enough ham to even put on a biscuit he tried to call he tried to call to make things right to complain you know so he spent time doing that no one picked up the phone right who calls you know who calls when you like to be when you like to be the person that works at a fast food place and answered the phone you know it's always going to be good news so that was a that was uh six months ago and lucas left that review um, the next one was for uh, Huddle House, and uh, this is Pauline left this review, and she has 76 reviews. The guy, Lucas, before he had four reviews, he's just getting started, and sometimes I wonder if these people, like, if they leave, I guess I should look and see if they leave any, like, positive reviews, because a lot of, like, most places is overwhelmingly positive, Right, and that kind of gives me hope in society. That's why I was talking about like, 
like you know how i was talking about the green screen news right um this just proves like if you look if, if you look at restaurants and you know they suck you know you're like man i've had food poisoning three times from them plate people and i have diarrhea every time i go there like and you look up the reviews is overwhelmingly people say positive stuff so everybody's not some narcissistic you know negative person but it's kind of like some people, I wonder if they just like, if you look at their profile, like their review profile, if they just leave a bunch of negative reviews, that's why I should check out. But anyway, Lucas had four reviews, Pauline S or, oh, sorry, shouldn't have said her last initial, Pauline, <laughs> Pauline has 76 reviews. And this is what she said about Huddle House. I truthfully don't even want to give a star. Let's start with the cleanliness of the environment. No tables cleaned. Food stained silverware and dirty cups. Ordered my food and it came out cold. Asked for a remake told three minutes. It took longer than three minutes and never came out. My husband food had hair and of course it was cold. I drove 24 minutes for an experience and got nothing and that has like six exclamation points and then it says never again <laughs> you drove 24 minutes to go to the huddle house if you drive 24 minutes to go to the huddle house like you're passing something on the way there pauline but uh never again like and you got like you have to have realistic expectations you can't this is the problem with a lot of people i think i think that like you can't you can't say you can't walk into a one-star restaurant with five-star expectations right like when you go to the mcdonald's you need to know you're going to the mcdonald's right that is like you and a lot of people i don't think get that like if you're going to the huddle house you need to realize that you're going to the huddle house, right? I'm not taking up for the huddle house, right? Because I'm more of a waffle house kind of guy. I'm not going to lie. I love the waffle house. I think it was, I think it was a wonderful establishment and, uh, I would recommend the waffle house over the huddle house, but Pauline was not happy about her experience at the huddle house and there's a thumbs up somebody gave that review a thumbs up like i know girl i know preach all right the next one is for like a seafood restaurant there's a lot of places like in south carolina and north carolina when i moved here when i was younger i heard people talk about fish camps right and that's not something that i'd ever heard i'd never heard that 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 expression before like we're you we're gonna take you to fish camp we're gonna go to fish camp we're going to go to fish camp and order a tickle of kind of fish. And I didn't know what that was, but there's like fish. They're called fish camps in the Carolinas. Let me tell you something. You want some calabash shrimp? You want some fried fish? You want some grouper? You want some flounder? It's like, dude, you go to these places and they're awesome, right? You get like, if you get like a to-go plate, right? Man, I might do this tonight, all right? I haven't shaved. I haven't shaved a week off my life in a while. Um, you get these like to-go styrofoam plates and they're rounded. You open them up. They weigh like pounds and you open them up and it's just fried goodness, man. You might have like a devil crab, some calabash shrimp. Um, you might have some oysters, fried oysters. 
you might have some fried scallops. You go to the good, you got to know the good fish camps, man, because fried scallops, a lot of times, they'll just cut them out of some other kind of fish, like round, and, you'll, and they'll be like, those are scallops, but they ain't scallops. They're something else. But the good ones, you got the big, good scallop. You know what a scallop tastes like if you know about seafood. They have the good, big fried scallops. Uh, clam strips. I'm not really big on clam strips because it's kind of like fried rubber bands a little bit. I mean, they're all right. And you have the flounder or whatever. And then you have hush puppies, french fries. I mean, and they give you this tiny little thing of coleslaw. You get some tartar sauce and some cocktail sauce, man. Let me tell you something. You're good. Like, you're ready to go into a coma after that. Usually, I can't even eat it all. But, uh... But anyway, there's places called fish camps that are big here. And so this is like from a fish camp. Uh, this is from a guy named Rob. He has two reviews. And this is from May 23rd, 2020. This ain't a fish camp that I go to either. So, I mean, I've been there and I'm not crazy about it, But I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to knock it publicly just because it's not my thing. I'll tell you a good one. There's a good one in North Carolina. There's a good one in North Carolina called Love's Fish Box. If you're ever in like the, I think it's Kings Mountain area or uh, it might actually be a city right near Kings Mountain, North Carolina that's called, what's that place called? Anyway, it's near there. You can just look it up. If you're in North Carolina, it's called Love's Fish Box. That's my spot. That's where I like to go. But I, don't, I mean, I don't go there a lot. It's not great to eat that kind of food constantly, but love fish box. If you're ever that way, brother, let me tell you something. All right, food was overcooked and greasy. I mean, it's fried food. It's fried food. I'm sorry, my phone just did a little dingy thing. Somebody texted me, but I turned it off because I care about my listeners. Um, food was overcooked and greasy. Cocktail sauce was gelatinous. Tater sauce, sour. Oyster so overcooked it was oyster shaped but hollow and black. That's bad right there, buddy. Never going to eat there ever again. It's kind of weird. See, what was weird about this review from Rob is that he said cocktail sauce was gelatinous. So he used a word like gelatinous, which I guess that's right. I guess that's a word. And then the very next, it's like gelatinous, period. And then he said tater sauce. Tater sauce was sour. I don't see how cocktail sauce, I don't see how cocktail sauce could be gelatinous because that's the horseradish and ketchup. I don't see how that could even be. That might be sour, and the tartar sauce might be kind of gelatinous. I don't know, but he ain't happy. Rob ain't happy. He had he has two reviews, on, and one of them is that nasty review right there. All right, this is from like a this is from a Mexican restaurant, and uh and I don't I cut the person's name off because this is a longer review, and I screenshot it so I don't have the person's name. It's a, it's an unhappy patron is all that we know. All right. If I could not give this place a star, then it would have zero. When we arrived, it was packed. So we decided to sit outside. A gentleman dried off the tables and chairs because it had been raining, but had stopped. 
The waitress made a comment about crazy people deciding to eat outside. <laughs> oh, man. After reviewing the menu, I asked for a peach margarita and my boyfriend asked for a pitcher of beer. The waitress again made the comment that does that does it look like our bar is capable of making those. The waitress again made the comment that does it look like our bar is capable of making those. All right, that's what it says. Yet she brought me my margaritas and a bottle of beer. She took our order, mine ACP with no onions or tomatoes. ACP. What does that mean? I don't know what ACP means. My boyfriend's fajitas Hawaiian add mushrooms. When we received our food, his no mushrooms, mine loaded. I am highly, highly allergic to mushrooms. The waitress asked me, well, what do you want me to do with it? That's great. That is great. Man, what a great, what a great waitress. <laughs> what do you want me to do with it? All right. Well, I can't eat it. That's what she said. Well, I can't eat it. She went to place my food order again. This time it had onions and mushrooms. I asked for a manager. A man came out there with a menu and screamed at me. This is the menu you need to decide what you want. We already made your food twice. Well, I'm sorry that it was made incorrectly both times. Very unprofessional. This right here, man, this right here is like one of those people from what I could read. You know, not to judge people, but I'll totally judge people. Reading this review, this is just somebody that you can't make happy. Like they got there and they were unhappy from the get-go because um, the waitress made a comment about crazy people deciding to eat outside. You know, that's like, you, you just got there. They dried your stuff off for you. They dried your stuff off so you could sit down outside and then maybe it looked like rain. Maybe it looked like rain and the waitress was like, you gotta be crazy to eat out there. She might have been talking to her coworkers. But to me, you know the people that are just looking for a problem? That's like what it kind of remind me of. Like, like you're just wanting to find stuff wrong. And that's just and then for a manager to come out and yell at you, come on. Like seriously. It says, what did it say? Uh, I asked for manager. A man came out there with a menu and screamed at me. Okay, yeah, that happened. I'm sure that that happened. But uh, anyway, so that's that one. Um, okay. This is a next one. This is for a buffet. I came here with a big group. The whole vibe at the place was just weird. The food is decent, but that's the best. And this is a guy named Adam, and he has written three reviews. He gave it two stars. I came here with a big group. The whole vibe at the place was just weird. The food is decent, but that's the best. That's kind of like an odd, like the vibe of a restaurant. Like the food is decent. I've never been somewhere and been like, you know, the food was decent, but the vibe was just off, man. Like, were you having a bad trip? What's wrong with you? What kind of vibe do you need? What kind of vibe do you need at a hub? First of all, first of all, buffets are nasty. Okay? Buffets were nasty in pre-COVID times. But you go to a buffet, like, this is somebody with, with some weird standard. 
Because who who have you ever heard talk about a vibe? Like the vibe was just, oh man, I wasn't feeling the vibe. What kind of vibe do you need? It's a buffet. All right, so that's that one. Okay, so this is the last one. This is the last one, and then uh, and then I'll stop. Okay, um, this is Joe, and this is for a subway, right? And uh, Joe has written sixteen reviews, and this was from six months ago. People are nice and friendly, but but it gets really tiresome to have to tell them you don't want to upsize or make it a combo or add a cookie three and four times. Also, other Subways put a lot more veggies on your sandwich. Very skimpy. Did they teach them to be skimpy? And he gave it two stars, right? Like, dude, this it, it gets really tiresome. Really? It gets really tiresome? Really? That's it gets really tiresome. If they say, Do you want to upside? Do you want to drink in a cookie and some chips or whatever? I'm so fat, it's so hard for me to say. Come on, man. Like, like this is like, this is what I don't understand. These are people that are just so bored. Like, you're in a subway, Joe. You're in a subway. Like, why go home and write? two-star review and i mean not it's it's like such a waste of time because who who reads reviews before they go into subway like who's like better i I gotta check the reviews of the subway before i you know before (laughs) before i go to the subway is it a good subway or is it a bad subway i gotta i gotta look it up but anyway that's just that's if you ever if you ever just want to I don't know. Be grateful that you don't suck. Look up the reviews of the restaurants around you and you'll find that one. But I mean, overwhelmingly, people are positive, right? But but I just wanted to single out and give a platform to the negative people that live around me and feel the need to... Uh, feel the need to... I feel the need to write nasty reviews. But, I mean, it's kind of like a maturity thing, too. You know, I think that the older you get, the older that you get, uh, you should learn to let things go. You know, you should learn to be, because you don't want to walk through life miserable. You don't want to walk through life miserable and unhappy. And and it's ridiculous, because it was, say you go somewhere like that, you know, and the people make your sandwich or the people, you know, you never know when someone might just be having a bad day. It's all right. It, it is all right to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm not saying in your life that you should be a doormat and you should let people run over you. Because I've learned in my life, you know, not to be that way. You shouldn't. It, it's something that you, you that's not always come natural to people because you might just want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and they might screw you over over and time and time again and you're like well i just need to give them the benefit of the doubt i'm not saying you should be like that with people that screw you over constantly i'm saying like if you're out in public it really don't matter a bad meal some bad service once or twice it's not the end of the world i guarantee you that they're not worried about you so why are you letting them like eat like they're eating your lunch in your head constantly Ooh, i'm mad i'm gonna go home write a review sign into my google account and yelp and i'm gonna tell them what's up 
I'm sure that they don't rush home if they're having a bad day to to read the reviews of the the fast food restaurant or the restaurant that they work at. You know, so like that's what I was talking about earlier. Like you gotta use logic, man. You know, but I gotta be careful. Like I gotta be careful. Like I was talking about that earlier, but I do have to be careful because I have it in me to roll the dice, right? I have it in me to roll the dice emotionally (laughs) i just do i just do it's kind of like you know how like if 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 i've done something before in my past like say like let's say smoking let's use smoking as an example like i have been a smoker in my life so i'm more like if anybody's going to smoke and it's between me, there's a pack of cigarettes on the table, right? And it's me and a non-smoker that never smoked a cigarette in their life. I believe that I'm more probable to be the one to pick up that cigarette, right? You know what I mean? Like if somebody's like, if somebody's like, I've done that before, I've gone down that road before, you know, you're probably like if you do it once, you die. And I don't want to say that. I don't want to say like I can't. I can't say every, I can't speak for everyone, and it's not the same because a lot of times, like you learn a lesson in your life. I will never go down that road again. You know what I mean? Like so, maybe that's not an accurate statement. I don't know. I gotta fill the podcast talking about something but when it comes to certain things like i will say like rolling the dice emotionally maybe over love that's something that i do a lot less now that i'm older it's something that i did when i was younger like we just gotta see what happens let's go with the feeling right that's something that i'm not i don't like the the risk involved in that you know i like i like logical things you know and weighing things out I like low risk everything. That's what I like, you know? Like if I was an investor, like I play the stock market, I'd be like, let's go with the safe stock. I mean, it might not bring that big of a return in my love life, but I would like the low risk, right? Because I don't like cleaning up emotional aftermath, right? And But I mean, I don't even know where I'm going with that, man. I don't even, I don't even... That doesn't even, I don't even know, man. It doesn't matter. But I say all that to say, just, I mean, I'm, I don't leave reviews for places that are nasty, but maybe you do. If you do, I'm not judging you, but I would, I'll read, like, pod, like on my podcast, I'll read reviews from people like you and, like, be all judgy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what I'm going to do now is I'm, I'm dude, this is going to be a long podcast today. I'm going to tell you that this might be the longest podcast that I have ever done since I've started podcasting. I have so much, like I have so much to talk about today. So, uh, and stuff to get to still. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. All right. So I'm back. That was very quick. But uh, the other, like earlier this week, the other day, Dana White from the UFC said something that I thought was hilarious because he was asked about his friend Oscar De La Hoya coming out of retirement to box. Because, I mean, I guess there's talk about all these old people that come out of retirement to do stuff now, like the 
the Tyson fight that's going to happen with Roy Jones Jr. And so uh, let me see if I can get this to play. This is what Dana White said when he was asked about uh, about Oscar De La Hoya. I'm a good friend of yours. Oscar De La Hoya has announced he's coming out of retirement to box again. I just wondered if you had any... Cocaine isn't cheap. It's expensive. Got to make money. Thanks, Dana. Yep. <laughs> so, so that's what, what, what a good friend. Like, they're talking about the reporters, like your friend Oscar De La Hoya, and Dana Weiss just like, you know, cocaine isn't cheap. <laughs> you got to make money. Man, I hope, I love that guy. I hope when I'm older, and that's what I kind of, how I kind of am. But, like, when I just see that blunt honesty in people, not only is it funny, like, David, like Dana White wasn't making a joke. He was dead serious when he was talking about, uh, when he was talking about Oscar De La Hoya. So, I mean, that's, there's not a lot there to talk about. I just thought that I would put it on my pod, podcast, pull post. I'm sorry, it's like the morning. I just had coffee. Podcasts, podcasts that are recorded in the morning or they can be pretty rough sometimes, you know. But on my last podcast, what I did was I went through a playlist that I had made when uh, I, I made it last week. And it was like songs from when I was a teenager. When I was younger, it was like songs that I listened to that kind of took me back. And I, I asked, I asked in that podcast, I was like, if anybody has a playlist you know, hit me with it and I'll go through it and I'll critique it. And, uh, my good buddy, Jason Lampro hit me up with, uh, with his playlist off Spotify and his pl- playlist is called J dogs hits and hits has a Z and, uh, instead of an S, like if you look it up, what I'll do is, is, is I'll put it in the notes of the podcast so you can check it out because you're gonna, you're gonna want to check it out after you hear me talk about it so you can you know see if you have the same taste as jason or you can see like if what i'm saying is completely accurate because it's a long playlist i said hit me with your playlist and jason hit me with this thing how many songs is on this thing let's see how many songs does it have it has 50 three songs so i'm not gonna like spend i'm gonna spend 10 minutes on each time i'm not gonna spend a lot of time on each song but dude i listen to your podcast or your well i listen to your podcast but i listen to your playlist jason it was like it was like long man and uh but i went through it and i just want you to know that i love you but i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you all right i'm gonna tell you the truth about what i think about your playlist right uh if you want to hear jason jason is like a fantastic a fantastic not only a fantastic guy he's a great dad he's a great husband he has three podcasts this this guy is like he must he must just be the most efficient person you know in the world because i can barely handle one he has three podcasts he has the mixed media forest podcast that's like the granddaddy 
Pappy Podcast. He has the Staying Insane Podcast, like in insane that's like two words staying insane i think right now that's on the mixed media forest podcast feed you can find that he causes baby podcast i like that podcast that pod because he goes he goes off and you get to hear jason because like mixed media forest like jason's like mr joe positive right but then like we all know we are you can't you can't like be that way all the time like you can't be just like the most positive person all you know that the most positive people behind closed doors, I mean, they have their demons, man. Stuff bothers them. And and Jason says a little timer and gets it out of the system. I like, I like the format on that podcast. And then he has another one about the Ranma One Half podcast. And that one is like an anime. It's, it's based on an anime show. So those are three podcasts that Jason does. Not only does Jason do podcasts, he makes like really long playlists. But I'm going to go through it. If you got playlists, send it my way. I love, I've, I found some bands off Jason's list here that like I'm most definitely, I'm most definitely going to check out like stuff that I hadn't heard of before. So this, without further ado, ado. Here is J Dog's hits. All right, number one, and the hero will drown. That's the name of the song. Story of the year is the band. All right, these are the notes I have. They see. Do you do you hear all the paper that I have here? Like I, I actually have notes on this because I can't remember it all. All right, and the hero will drown. Story of the year. I wrote screaming at the beginning and throughout, then singing all pretty. Like, come on, dude. What, what you make up your mind what you're doing are you mad or are you a pretty boy <laughs> that's what that's what that's what i observe from the song like sometimes like when you're listening to certain rock songs like they'll be screaming like crazy and then they'll sing all pretty uh and, and that just kind of gets on my nerves man like make up your mind what direction are you going in man like because if you're really that mad and screaming and then you're like oh i'm a pretty boy like nah bruh that don't work all right but the music i did write this down just to be part jason i love you man i'm gonna be honest with you the music does rock and i love rock right i did write that down like i did observe that all right number two get away earshot all right um i've heard this song before the guy really sounds like he's trying to be maynard from tool uh, I grew up listening to Tool, so I love Tool. Actually, the first bumper sticker that I ever had on a car, like, uh, was my first car when I was sixteen. It was actually a Tool little, a little Tool bumper sticker. And uh, I'm not really big. Like, I'm not really big. I haven't heard a lot of Earshot. Like, I haven't heard a lot of the band, so I don't know if he sounds like Maynard on a lot of songs, but like honestly i don't really care for ripoffs like i don't know if he does that or not but i'm not really big into ripoff bands like i remember when bush came out and bush kind of rode the coattails of nirvana except a little more pretty pretty boy preppy uh like uh what's his name gavin rosdale i really didn't care for bush when they came out and uh, I remember Dave Grohl wore a shirt at a press conference back in the day that had Bush on it and it had like a, like a line going through the S, like a money, like it was a money thing. But I'm not really into that. So I'd just rather listen to Tool, to be honest with you. All right, Light It Up, Floater. 
is the band Floater. They have a unique sound, right? It kind of reminds me of like just jamming with friends when you're a teenager is what Floater and Light It Up kind of reminded me of, like just jamming out with friends, like a jam session. Uh, the singer's really not for me, right? He's really not my, I really didn't care for the singer, but I'm not going to knock floater because it, it is a solid band. So I'm not like, I can't be like, sometimes you're like, you know, that's really good. It's just not my thing, right? Like classical music it's you can't really say that sucks, you know, like classical music, like Bach and Beethoven and Mozart and all that stuff. You really can't be like that. Ah, what a bunch of bums that aren't talented at all. Like they are very talented, but it's just really not my thing, right? That doesn't mean that it's bad, but that was number three, lighted up by Floater. Um, number four, falling apart, trust company. Uh, Jason, come on, man. I got mad love for you, bro. But nah, man, I kept wanting, when I was listening to this, I kept wanting more raw grit and this pretty boy vocal stuff. I guess I just don't get it. Right. I guess that it's just something that came after my generation. I'm like 38 years old. I'm 39 and like next month I'm turning 39. So I'm old man. I'm old and boring and pretty boy. Like if it's like really rocking music and then you got like pretty boy, a pretty boy singing, like I just don't like, I want the rawness. I want the grit. I don't want it to sound I don't want you to sound perfect like you were singing in a choir or something. But the dude can scream, right? I just don't like the the mixture. And the music rocks. But like these kind of bands, like there are these kind of bands. And like, I, it's just a dime a dozen to me. Like you can, there's tons of these kind of bands. All right. Number five, just hang with me, y'all. Just hang with me. I'm not going to complain about every. I'm just being honest. Like, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to give you my take on it, what I heard. Because I would, like, put my earbuds in. I just close my eyes and listen to the song and uh, then write down what I thought. All right, number five, Wait and See by Iration. I guess that's Iration. It's I-R-A-T-I-O-N. I never heard of this band. Iration. And... Uh, the song's called Wait and See. I like the song, right? I really did like the song. I never heard this band before, but it's really a chill, it's like chill background music. Like, it's just a simple feel-good jam is what I wrote. And I really, I mean, I really enjoyed Iration. And uh, I probably will add these guys to a playlist because I did, I've never heard this before, but I liked it. It was like, it jammed. All right. All right. Number six, Attention Span by Reb, Reb, Revolution, like Rebel-lution. Oh, I say what they did there. They did a fancy thing where they, it makes you think revolution, but it's revolution. All right. This is like a reggae Cali sound, man. And, uh, this band makes me want to listen to Sublime. <laughs> I just like, if I, if I want that sound, I'll just turn on Sublime. All right, number seven, Burning Up, The Expendables. Um, this band reminds me of a band that would open for 311. Uh, I really, I think this kind of band right here, The Expendables, I think that they would be, when I listened to them, I was like, this would be a fun live band to see. Like, I bet they're fun in concert, but 
I mean, I wouldn't listen to them just like by themselves. Number eight, Safe and Sound. That's another revolution. Um, that's like, I jam to them. I jam to them, dude. Um, but that's like the 311. That's like the 311 uh, opener. So uh, that's number eight. Number nine is Falling. Um, Iration. And then I wrote C number five. That's the band, like the feel good jam. I'm going to look that band up and listen to them more. Number 10, Chlorine, 21 Pilots. All right, Jason, let me, I'm talking to you, brother. Listen to me. I can't express how much I don't prefer to ever hear this band ever again. (laughs) I'm not like, dude, I've heard 21 Pilots before. Jason, Jay, I love you, man, but 21 Pilots, man, nah, man, I ain't nah. All right, number 11, Wish, Nine Inch Nails. I've never been a big fan of Nine Inch Nails, but props, because I, like, I respect Trent Reznor as an artist of my musical generation. Uh, I guess I'm more tolerant of Nine Inch Nails because I grew up with them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm more, like, even though it's not my cup of tea, it was a, it was the cup of tea of a lot of people that I knew and was around a lot. And, uh, so if it's their cup of tea, I listen to them or I watch them drinking the tea all the time. Man, this analogy just kind of went crazy. But I mean, I respect Trent Reznor. I kind of, I'm more tolerant of Nine Inch Nails than like, what's the 21 Pilots? Like, because I grew up around a lot of Nine Inch Nails, so I kind of get it, you know? Um, Number 12, I Won't Lie Down Face to Face. I didn't hate the song, right? I didn't hate this song at all. Um, It reminded me of an opener band you'd see back in the 90s. Uh, not really catchy, kind of forgettable, uh, but I can't hate on this song. This song was a solid song, man, and that was I Won't Lie Down Face to Face. All right, number 13, Victorious, Panic at the Disco. I don't feel the song at all. Uh, I'm old, <laughs> but it had a kind of a fallout boy vibe. Like Panic at the Disco, I've heard them before. They just had, kind of have that fallout boy vibe. Like I don't, I don't. It doesn't go with my my which am Like my vibe doesn't mix with their vibe, dude. Alright, number fourteen, Matador by Floater. Uh, I've already talked about Floater. Number fifteen, Cannonball by Floater. I've already talked about Floater. Alright. Uh number sixteen, out of sight. Floater. I've talked to Jason. Jason, do you like Floater, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 17, Take What You Want, uh, Post Malone, Ozzy Osbourne, and Travis Scott. All right, um, the first time that I ever heard the song was on your playlist, Jason, to be totally honest with you. I like this. Uh, I do. When you can kind of incorporate three different styles and make it work, um, that is... I don't know. That takes a lot of talent. You can think of people who have tried to do that in the past, and it really sounds kind of forced because they can't gel the styles together musically. You know what I'm... Like, if you're listening to this, you've heard songs before where people come together that are from different, like, 
I guess genres of music and styles and they try to gel their music together with somebody that's like the opposite and it just doesn't work but this this totally worked take what you want totally worked um like i'm man enough to admit that i've changed towards like changed my view toward post malone because i used to be really skeptical of him before i really listened to him and um really gave him a chance he's a musical 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 he's a musical uh he's a musical prodigy like he is like him love him or hate him like this guy this kid man he's not even like grunt he's like a kid he is what 22 or something he's like really i don't know a musical genius so uh take what you want post malone ozzy osbourne travis scott i think it's a post malone song all right time marches on 18 time marches on floater uh 19 one slip remix 2019 by pink floyd fire good pick jason don't remix perfection though i love floyd i love floyd i actually saw this is a good pick jay i saw uh roger waters um i saw roger waters in like 2000 maybe 99 2000 2001 somewhere in there I saw him on one of them years, and I really didn't. I was before I was like a huge Floyd fan. It was just I had some friends that were going to a Roger Waters concert, and I'd heard some Floyd before, but I hadn't really gotten into it. And I went to see Roger Waters live, and let me tell you, after that, after seeing that was probably one of the most powerful rock concerts that I ever went to. Seeing Roger Waters live, it was it was bad, man. All right, so good pick, Jay, but don't remix stuff. All right, number 20, Resignation Live, um, and that is Face to Face. And what I say about Face? Uh, like the opener band that you would see in the 90. Not really catchy, but, I mean, Face to Face is a solid a solid band. You know, I'm not going to disrespect or knock them. Um, let's see. da da 21 bass featuring hop spin and tech nine i like the rap getting thrown on the playlist like i because this reminds me this reminds me of a lot of uh a lot of the ways that i listen to music like you'll be listening to one style of music like like you i like number 19 was pink floyd right and then number 20 was like a 90s sounding rock band and then Jason throws the like straight up rap into the, like number twenty one. Like I like, I like that. That's how I listen to music. Like I can be listening to uh, something like uh, Soundgarden one minute, and then I'll be listening to Johnny Cash the next minute, and then I'll be listening to like Frank Sinatra. You know what I mean? So I read or Adele. So that's like I like that he does that. That kind of reminds me of me, like just random. Cause I I was going down the playlist and this one was it just made me kind of laugh. All right, this isn't my jam. It's all right. Like the lyrics are all right, but I really didn't care for the beat. Like the beat was kind of lame. I thought. All right, number twenty-two, Lost Patience by Floater. Number twenty-three, My Burden, Floater. Number 24, Colorblind, Floater. I did listen to all of these, Jay. 
I mean, I did listen to all these. Don't think I skipped over these. But uh, I wrote uh, after number 24, uh, Colorblind by Floater, I wrote, Hey, Jay, do you like Floater? <laughs> all right, number 25, Doubt, 21 Pilots. Help me to awaken from a nightmare where this band exists. Uh, that's what that's what I wrote about that song. Too. All right, um, number twenty-six, accepted floater. All right, number twenty-seven, Eurasian Eyes, by Corey Hart is number twenty-seven. If I ever travel back to the eighties, this is what I wrote about Jason. If I ever travel back to the eighties, I'll add this eight track to my collection. Careful lighting that cigarette around the hairspray. Um, this was just a random pick, Jay Dizzle. I like random picks, though. I mean, this is this is like bad 80s. <laughs> this is bad 80s. I was like, man, but it had a weird... It was like not just 80s, but it was like weird 80s. Was like, what's going on with this? All right, number 28, Lydia. Highly suspect is the band. Uh, you know how like a singer can make or break this... Uh, this is they broke man <laughs> they broke but i wrote i like it better than 21 pilots lol all right uh number 29 strict nine floater uh i've never said floater so many times in one day floater 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 this is like half floater man um number 30 abuse me silver chair let me tell you something about silver chair even their lamest album, I will not disrespect because they are Silverchair. So, Abuse Me, Silverchair. I want to say that's maybe... Is that a freak show? Their second album? I think that was a freak show. Abuse Me by Silverchair. That song's Fire Dog. Number 31, Ghost in the Making Floater. Um, just send me a floater playlist next time, Chase. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm just joshing with you. All right, number 32. Um, the End of It All by the band Self. Okay. Okay. Here's the positivity. I like this song. I love the guitar riff. I love the guitar riff. The vocals were solid. I probably, I wrote this, I'll probably listen to more. I've never heard them before. I've never heard of Self. So uh, that will be going on in my ears pretty soon here. The band Self. Number 33, Wondering Floater. Number 34, The Beast, Tech 9. Uh, let's see. This song, this is what I wrote about the beast by tech nine he listened to bust of rhymes while watching a tim burton movie it just doesn't grab me though uh like check out travis barker let's go featuring bust of rhymes twista lil john and yellow wolf the beast made me look this song up so if if something good i listened to the beast by tech nine and then i looked up it made me like look up Let's go uh, with Travis Barker, Buster Rhymes, Twist the Little John, Yellow Wolf. So uh, that's cool, man. Look that up. Have you ever heard that song? It's a little kind of mainstreamy, I guess, but it's pretty good. All right, number 35, Catfish Billy 2, Yellow Wolf. I own this. I own this song. I bought this song on iTunes. I'm not. That's how much I like it. Uh, it's one of my faves, right? It's like one of my faves off that album. Uh, check out Mountain Dew Mouth Freestyle if you liked uh, if you like Catfish Billy. You've 
probably already if you're a yellow wolf if you're a yellow wolf fan you've probably already heard mountain doom mouth freestyle but i like the video i like the song uh elvis messy is another is another uh good song on that catfish billy album the catfish billy 2 um southern boys do it right man and he's actually like he's actually from the town right beside where uh where my grandma used to live and i actually lived in that town where yellow wolf lived i lived there for like a while maybe six months or so but uh that's straight man yellow wolf good pick all right number 36 don't nobody want none tech nine this guy needs to hire a good beat guy like he does need tech nine i've never really listened to tech nine but he he needs better beats um, I do like the old school rap sound, you know, because he's not mumbling a lot. I like the lyric, like the the lyrics, I guess, like the way that he writes. Uh, but like the old school, he's not mumbling. Uh, but he needs to hire a new beat guy. Number thirty-seven, Hell and You, Amigo and the Devil. This guy's cool, man. Great sound. Uh, I actually got on YouTube and watched the video. Uh, of this song and he has <laughs> he has like this crazy look in his eye right and i like that it's i like crazy people i like the crazy look in his eye and uh it was it was i like it's man good lyrics good song all right number 38 would you like to know by the expendables and this is the band that i said would open for 311 but I'm, underneath this one i wrote 311's annoying little brother all right, number 39, Waking Lines by Pop Evil. Um, they rock, and they're probably fun live. You know how some bands are fun live? Um, they, this has just been done. Like, the way that they are, like, I watched, the, I watched all of these videos, to be honest with you. I would look at the playlist, I would get the song, and then I would go watch, like, music videos. If there was a music video, I would check, just so I could, like, catch the whole... Like, get the full experience of the band. I remember back in the day seeing Bare Naked Ladies, right? Like, like, uh, like live. I think they were on MTV when I was young. And I was like, you know, that band's really more fun if you are there, right? It's really more, their music is just better if you're there watching them perform. It's not like that for everybody because some bands are, they suck live. They just do. They're not very good. But uh, but bare naked ladies, um, seem like they would be, and this band Pop Evil, uh, it just seems like they they would be fun live. It's just this has been done too many times. The drummer is the best part of this this band. The drummer's bad, man. I really like the drummer. All right, number forty, the Devil's Bleeding Crown by Volbeat. Um, this isn't my scene, man. Is not they're talented they're tight they're put together um thumbs down on the singer something with his voice doesn't go with their sound uh i put down they should get somebody that sounds more like matt shadows for avenge sevenfold like if you got the devil's bleed like the volbeat that band or volbeat i don't even know how to say it volbeat volbeat and uh you put uh, matt shadows singing with the band I mean the band's cool man um the, I think that that would be better something about those guys voice didn't go with like it just didn't mesh in my head 
you know it i'm sure i mean they're famous so like who am i like i don't write for rolling stones i'm just giving you my first take all right number 41 absolute zero stone sour um the singer of stone sour i've heard stone sour before right the singer of stone sour annoys me he just does man he gets on my nerves uh, you watch the video and it's like he's like look at me i'm a rock star dude give me a break like you know those kind of people that 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 play in bands and they're just like most of the video like keep the camera on me and you know he has the he it's like you go out of your way and you spend probably hours a day in front of a mirror trying to look like a rock star see i grew up I grew up in a gener I grew up in the generation where rock stars were rock stars. And and being a rock star was like you just didn't care. You know? And when you see these rock stars that put great care and and they're concerned with how they present themselves and their mohawks and their like if if you're a rock singer, man, and you spend a lot of time in front of the mirror, you know, checking yourself, like you're not a rock star, man. Like not in my mind, I could write the generic lyrics that this guy's saying, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not. Let it never be said that I'm not gonna be honest. All right, number forty-two. Did I do forty-one? Was that the last one I did? Yeah, forty-one. All right, number forty-two is uh, "Nitro" by The Offspring. Uh, I believe this is the first song off smash the album smash respect the old school that's why i wrote props to the old school all right number 43 imaginary places bus driver um jason listen to me brother just get some buster rhymes <laughs> just get just get some buster rhymes come on man come watch Jason. come on man uh i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie this song did make me laugh it did make me laugh, Jason. Just the way that he was rapping and what he was saying, it made me laugh. So I, that's what happened. Uh, number 44, Senorita by Vince Staples. Um, I've heard the song before. I don't like this new generation style. I'm old school, bro. Y'all can have this mess. Y'all can have this mess. As, as far as rap goes, I come from like... I just like the old school, man. I would rather listen to, I would rather listen to old Nas, uh, Jay-Z, Wu-Tang Clan. Um, I'm just old school. I don't like this. I don't like this new sound, this new off-key kind of, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's not for me. I know it's like so popular. I know people love this stuff and uh but it's just not my deal bruh all right number 45 israel son by silver chair fire fire solid pay. i love you jason i love you man that's this is this redeems all the bad choices <laughs> i'm just kidding all right number 46 pure massacre by silver chair these both these 45 israel son and pure massacre were off their debut album frog stomp and these guys were like 16 years old when that came out 16 years old and they did this album frogs they listen to frog stomp you'd never heard frog stomp i remember i remember the cassette of frog stomp the cassette of frog stomp 16 year old kids man 
16 year old that's all i'm gonna say if you're that these are rock stars you want to see rock stars look up videos of these kids look up the video for israel's son those are rock stars bro number 47 no cigar by millen colin uh this is like old school mainstream skater punk music um someone that would open for blink 182 that you would forget about right like and there's nothing wrong with this style at all there's nothing wrong with this punk style uh like mainstream it's not really punk it's like mainstream skater punk uh like this kind of stuff was playing when i was younger it was not what i kind of leaned into i really can't knock it but it seemed like kind of forgettable you know like the riffs just didn't seem very like i'm gonna go out and get that album it seems like they would open up for a band that you were that you were watching and then you would forget about them once the band that you were watching you know how sometimes like you would see a band that was opening for another band and you would be like oh, i'm gonna get that album and you remember right and you would go to like camelot music or tracks in the mall and you would buy the you would buy the cd or the cassette but was like not nah, these guys i just didn't really they didn't really vibe with me all right number 48 molly 16 candles by sponge i love sponge man you know that i love sponge if you listen to my last podcast like yeah i had a sponge uh plowed i had the song plowed on my playlist all right number 49 sweet pandemonium sweet pandemonium by him this reminds me of bamajira v- viva la bam because then wasn't he all into him and uh that's just like it's too gothy <laughs> like him him i've heard him before they're just too gothy oh, 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 oh all right so that was number 49 number 50 computer god by black sabbath i respect black sabbath uh but this isn't old school i think this song came out in the 90s it would have to it was called computer god uh but i respect black sabbath too much to uh to analyze something like old school i'm more into old school black sabbath though i'll tell you that uh number 51 it's all tears by him i can't take them seriously i can't i said like i said that they remind me of bamajira uh hey let's sing heavy metal like a demon possessed monk is what i wrote <laughs> uh when that witty i thought it was witty i thought it was all right number 52 swing life away by rise against all right rise against i've heard rise against i have uh i'm not a rise against fan at all like i'm not i don't like rise against um but this is a beautiful acoustic song that this is the acoustic acoustic this is the acoustic version i don't know if they have another version but this is a acoustic version of the song and it's it is a beautiful song i'm not gonna lie like i'm gonna i'm always gonna keep it real with you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like something just because everyone likes it i'm not gonna dislike something because i think that i'm supposed to uh i'm gonna admit when i like something i like the song swing life away it had a, a sad and happy tone to it um it was like a it was kind of bittersweet you know it was kind of that's a good that's a good way of describing what the song uh gave me it's a it's kind of a bittersweet song and i thought it was beautiful so uh swing life away by rise against um number 53 jason 
Jason, I made see I listened to all this and uh we're on the last one, number fifty three, Sorrow, the acoustic version by Bad Religion. Uh when punks don't burn out, uh this is what you get. <laughs> this song bummed me out. Uh <laughs> it just did, man. Like I I I was like, cause you know a bunch of uh a bunch of punk rockers like burn out, man, or they die. And uh, this is what happens when punks don't burn out or die. And it just like I watched the video and it bummed me out a little bit because it had a bunch of old punks, like old punks, like doing their best, doing their best still, man. But uh, <laughs> that's what uh, I don't know, man. It's all right, but it's just kind of it's a bummer. Um, I really like the diversity on on jason's playlist i do i'm not gonna lie uh you're not gonna like every song on someone else's playlist because it's like it's like they're uh it's like they're what they feel but i love music i love music so much that uh i would invite anybody to send me their playlist because i really enjoyed like i like hearing different stuff because like what i do all the time i don't listen to the radio ever ever never and so I kind of get stuck in the rut of just listening to what I like and what I know I like. And it doesn't get me like, it doesn't get me out there, you know, to where I'm hearing everything that's going on, uh, like different bands, even some of these bands, like, like a self, that's not a new band, but it's somebody that I never heard of, but I just, you know, they just haven't come onto my radar you know, but now I'm going to check them out. There's a few people, um, on the, on Jason's playlist that I'm going to listen to and check out more of, but, uh, I do like the diversity. I like the, uh, I like all the different sounds, man. That's solid. It's a solid playlist, Jason. I mean, it is like, it is like the 21 pilots. I would encourage you to, uh, like out of everything that's on your list, man, I would encourage you or encourage you to take a deep look at your life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Jason. You know I love you. Thank you for sending me that. Uh, I'll put the link in my podcast notes so you can check out um, Mr. Lampro's playlist, J-Dog's his. Um, thank you. Listen to his podcast. Subscribe, download, leave a review. Um, so thank you for that. That was a lot of fun. Um, so what else can I talk? Oh, this is something that I wanted to talk about, um, on my podcast today was I was thinking about earlier this week. I was thinking about, that's what I always say. I always say, I don't, why do I even say that? Why don't I just keep talking about it? It's called the Glenn Thinks Stuff Podcast. We know you were thinking about it. I was like, man, I was thinking about the other day, man, where, uh, I was thinking about the other, or was it last week I was thinking, but no, it was yesterday that I was thinking like, uh, I was thinking about how the covered wagon, like back in covered wagon days, you had the covered wagons, right? You had the covered wagons and then you had the uncovered wagons. You had like the regular, what are they just called wagons that didn't have the covering over them. And I was thinking about, was that like the convertible model? Did you just get that when you were broke? You know, or did you, or was that like, did people that have covered wagons, I guess they could convert them into non-covered wagons or, you know, was the covered wagon, it doesn't really seem like a covered wagon is a luxury 
edition sedan like today and then the uncovered ones like a convertible because it really doesn't seem like it would be that expensive to convert an uncovered wagon into a covered wagon yeah i'm i'm no historian but there doesn't seem to be like a big difference between the two but i was thinking about would people that were going through midlife crisis um would people that were going through midlife crisis like get an uncovered wagon yeah and i was thinking about when you went through when you went through a uh when you went through a midlife crisis back then i wrote down that you were like probably 20 years old when you hit your midlife crisis back then because the life expectancy was so much lower you know you would get like uh you would get like a something that needed an antibiotic you know like a sinus infection and you'd go see doc watson and he would like give you some opium you know and you would he would say wear a bandana to stop the spread right and like and then you would be dead like the next week right even back then they knew see this is what like you watch old westerns and stuff and you see the guys with the bandanas pulled up and you know they might be riding it might be dusty they have the bandanas pulled up and it wasn't that they were like they were just they were practicing social distancing man and they had the bandana they were even smart enough to do it back then in cowboy days if you're smart enough to wear the bandana but you won't wear it now like come on man even cowboys wore a bandana if you if you're an anti-masker get you a bandana pretend that you're a cowboy you know, pretend that you're a cowboy. Buy you a cowboy hat and wear a bandana around. That would be actually, that might be how you talk all the cool people into wearing masks. <laughs> that's how you would talk. That's how all the cool guys would be like, well, I'll do it if I can dress up like a cowboy. Get you some spurs, man. Get you a little get you a little vest with the sheriff's bag badge on it <laughs> and uh that's how all the that's how all these special people can uh how we can get them to mask up is let them play cowboy but anyway get you a little water pistol uh anyway like i wonder if like the guys would like go their wife would send them to the wagon lot you know and uh because women don't get a say they didn't women here's the thing Here's the thing, man. Women didn't publicly get a say back then, but then when their when their old man pulled up, you know, in the convertible, in the convertible like a uh, wagon that they had just purchased at the at uh the wagon dealership, I bet their wife fussed at him. Like this isn't practical. You know, you're just wanting to cruise around and you know pick up turn bonnets everywhere you go. <laughs> He rode by. He rode by and turned all kind of bonnets, but uh, you know the wife still made the call back then, you know. But anyway, so that was something. That was that's just something. It's not really. It's not good. It's not bad, but it is something. You gotta hand it to me. But uh, so that's that. What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, do you hear about the twenty-year-old? that was declared dead right it was a 20 year old let me look this up 
I saved the headline, but I kind of want to read a little bit of the story. This 20-year-old, 20-year, I'm sorry, I can't talk, talk and type at the same time because, oh, I'm doing it now. I just got to talk a little slower and I can type different words and uh, all is well in the universe. See, whoa, man, that's crazy. My fingers can do something different than my brain. That's kind of cool. All right, uh, da, 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 da. what does that say? Four firefighters on leave. Here it is. Four firefighters on leave after a woman pronounced dead is found alive at funeral home in Michigan. Oh. Chief describes Lazarus syndrome of Michigan woman declared dead, found alive. All right, these are all green screen news sources. Let me go to a real news source. Um, of course, TMZ. Where is TMZ? TMZ keeps it real. Let me type in TMZ at the end of this. TMZ will keep it short and sweet. Tell you what you need to know. Know what I'm saying? Um, let's see. Here it is right here. Right here. Over here is the tickle of story. All right. Woman declared dead. I'm still alive. Funeral home revival. A young woman who was declared dead after 30 minutes of CPR from paramedics was actually found to be very much alive. She started breathing again at a Detroit Detroit funeral home. This eerie incident went down Sunday when paramedics found a 20-year-old woman unresponsive in a home. The Southfield Fire Department says first responders tried to revive her, but after half an hour, she was pronounced dead. The fire chief says the Oakland County Medical Examiner's Office also concurred the woman was dead and her body was released to her family and ended up in the James H. Cole funeral home where things took a strange turn. Um, the woman was reportedly taken to a hospital, but her current condition remains unclear. The big question now, where did the woman go when she was dead? All right, hang on. My battery's low. I didn't charge my laptop. My battery's about to die. Let me plug the, let me get the charger real quick. Man, Glenn, let us just say about you that you're always prepared. You always have your ducks in a row. Let's see if I can plug this joker in. And get you charging so you don't die in the oh that's the wrong charger god dang it no that's the right charger all right where do i charge where's the holy thing i think it's right here all right plug it up is it charging yes it's charging now i can rad i can go on for hours no i just didn't want it to die i just didn't want it to die even as the end of the podcast i didn't want it to die but isn't that crazy that's like crazy that, like, I, imagine that. Imagine waking up in a funeral home. Like, what that, that has to be one of the worst places that you could wake up. Like, you would never, I don't think that you would ever get over something like that. You would think about it every day. Because sometimes, like, when traumatic, terrible stuff happens to you, the farther that you, it goes back in your memory, the more time that passes, like, you get over it emotionally like you kind of recover from it but after something like that you uh <laughs> you probably you probably be like bro i need a therapist man like i need a therapist like being a 20 year old and waking up at a funeral home and they're like you're dead and then everybody that you see it wouldn't be like they're like everything's okay everybody be freaked out you know everybody like if i worked at that funeral home i'd be like i didn't sign up for this it's like no offense i just you just quit <laughs> <laughs> you know 
But uh, I guess if you're working at a funeral home, it's not like that's not that creepy to you. But like, where are some weird place? That would the funeral home would be a weird place to wake up, right? Uh, the uh, like going back to see your family that would be a trip. Waking up in jail would be crazy. Like if you didn't know, like you know, some people, some people um, wake up in jail and they don't know how they got there. That would be. That would be kind of a trip, yeah. But uh, what else? Waking up like next to somebody that you don't remember, that you don't know, that's bad. Uh, there would be some, there would be some weird. Uh, there's some weird places that you can wake up, but I think that uh, I think that this the funeral home story takes the cake. Man, what are all these pop ups? See, I plug my I plug my computer in, and now there's all kind of pop ups. Maybe it's a sign that I need to just like end the podcast and this that's enough, Glenn. Like even my computer's tired. Even my computer's like, dude, your podcast is usually only about thirty or forty minutes and the day you went really long, you gotta let your long winded, you got a lot to say. That's how my computer talks. But uh But anyway, I guess that's about it, man. I guess that I don't have anything else to say. I know it's a long podcast today. Maybe I should have made two podcasts. I don't know. Like I never listen I never listen to uh I never listen to like a podcast in one sitting. Like I just don't. Usually I uh usually I listen to a little bit of one and then I come back and pick up and even if it's a shorter podcast, I can't tell you the last time I listened to I think I listened to Jason uh, Jason's Staying Insane podcast because it's only like 10 or 15 minutes. I listened to that. That's probably the last one I listened to all the way through. But um, yeah, thank you for listening today. This was, I, I had a lot, a lot went on this week. I had a lot to say. I had a lot to say. And it was like, uh, it was fun. It was fun to go through a playlist. It was fun to, uh, it was just, it was fun. Now I'm off to watch The Binge. There's this new movie on Hulu called The Binge. Uh, it has the guy, what's his name? Vince Vaughn. It has Vince Vaughn. It's a, it's a Hulu original movie. And it has the kid from, what's it called? Righteous Gemstones. And uh, he's the one off that Drew Barrymore Santa Clarita Diet. He's the nerd boy that's friends with the daughter on Santa Clarita Diet. I don't know his name, but he's on the movie too, and it's called The Binge. And it's like The Purge. It's a comedy movie, but like in the United States, alcohol, all alcohol and drugs are outlawed, right? In the United States, it's in the future. I think Morgan Freeman, even like, is the, what do you call it? The narrator or the, I don't think that's the right word. Man, I sure would. It would serve me well to know more words. Especially since I have a podcast. But he's the one who does the talky voice in the background. And, uh, you know, it's like once one day a year for 24 hours, uh, all drugs and alcohol is like all legalized for anybody 18 and up. And so, like, at the beginning, Vince Vaughn's trying to talk the high school. He's like a principal of a high school. I saw the first part. He's trying to talk them all out of doing the binge. But it's like, it is like, kind of like the purge. So I'm off to watch that. Don't know why I told you that. Should have waited till I watched it and told you next week about it. But I just, I don't know, man. Just wanted to say it. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. 
I hope that uh, everybody has a good week. As always, per the usual, all my contact information you can find in the notes of the podcast. Uh, You can also find Jason's playlist uh, that I've reviewed today. You can send me your playlist. Or if you have any funny reviews from restaurants or establishments from companies in your town, Send them my way because I like to read what negative people want to complain about. Um, Everybody have a great week. Be safe. And I'll be back next week.